This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. You looking to sell your home? At realestateagentsitrust.com, our goal is to ease the stress of home selling by helping you sell your home as quickly as possible at the best price possible. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and I want to thank you. In just the last few months, thousands of Blaze Radio listeners just like you have contacted our agents. So if you're thinking of selling your home or if you want help buying a home, go to realestateagentsitrust.com and let our individually selected agents earn your business. realestateagentsitrust.com Jeffy, can we show Jeffy? Uh, Jeffy's not happy about There's this. There's no controversy. What's he not happy? He's not, not happy about, about the about? background. What do you mean? Um, this it, right here. This is. Uh, it's, it, I'm with stupid. What's wrong with that? It's pointing towards. First of all, it's a little you. off today. Yeah, it's pretty close. No, it, it, but, on, on the camera, it looks pretty good. I mean, other than you, <laughs> other than your part. Uh, but yeah, well, you're, so you're saying what? You're, the whole time this is behind me, that's ridiculous. Why? Got a million-dollar television network. We're putting this on behind me. I mean, the open is cute, but this. Yeah. So, like, when you're you're worried about because when you're speaking now, people are just going to see that you're being called stupid all the time when you're speaking, like during every. See. Mm-hmm. Is that was that what you're? I'm, I'm trying to get your concern. Is that what your concern is? What if it was, Stu? Why, Jeffy? We can't get to the bottom of the problem unless you can help us identify it. So is the problem that you're you know worried when you're no making problem. a serious... There is no problem. <laughs> Are you worried that when you're making a serious point, it will be difficult to take you seriously because there's a giant arrow pointed well, at your head? If you ever made a serious stupid. point, that might be a concern. However, However, since in history that's never happened, uh, we don't have to worry about it. Why don't, why don't we just let Jeffy articulate his concern? Jeffy, right. no, you know Jeffy. There, is no, there is no concern. Everything is fine. Because we can help you change the sign if, if that's what the problem is. Maybe we could come up with a different sign every day. I'm with moron. You know, that says something different about you and with who doofus. you are, right? Like, is that, would that be better? I'm with fatty. You know, something like that might be good. What, what are you, what, what are, can you just tell us if you could? And just, yeah, 500 oh, no, no, no. or less. No, there is no concerns, too. I don't know where you got that from. But you said you were concerned before no, you came I, on no, the air. No, I didn't. I don't know where you got that from. Well, you said the words. He doesn't want to play. He well, I'm, play. I'm, I'm just trying to help here. I know. As you know. know. Oh, you're a helper. You're a helper. Yeah. You're a helper. If there's I, one thing you are with Jeffy, one, oh, it's, uh, people it's in a the building always say, boy, that's Stu. He's a helper. He's a helper. Hmm. That's interesting. You, you point out the building. It's like, for example, if you're walking through a door 
and the person in front of you slams the door in your face so that you can't get through that door. Mm -hmm. That would be a, in the building how you, how you treat others in the building. That would be an example of that. It would be a bad example mm. of something you're not supposed to do, right, Jeffy? That's correct. Hmm. You're supposed to open and close doors when right. you go through them at all times. And if you're not aware if someone is behind you, mm. sometimes the door gets closed in their face. I well, mean, you know, face. sometimes you're not aware if there's an I'm a stupid <laughs> sign being built in your new set. Sometimes that happens. You know, sometimes you're just not aware it does. of so. And frankly, we had nothing to do with the I'm with stupid sign. I mean, we agree with it fully. Fully. We are completely on board We're with it. We're behind it now. And, and but we didn't, we didn't, we didn't know, know it was coming. about it before. They actually just designed the site. It was a surprise to us yesterday, just as much as it was you, Jeffy. So, so anyway, you don't have a problem with it then? So you're fine with it? You're fine. Oh, fine. Okay. Yeah, don't, don't even worry about it. <laughs> Oh, okay. Very good. Because I was, I was concerned, set. and I was, I was looking to try to do something to help no, the situation. Were you? Yeah, you were trying to help. Were you? <laughs> but he clearly doesn't need the help. He doesn't want the help. So <laughs> not from you. Huh. Not from right. you. Okay. You know what? Then you won't get it. If you don't want it, then you won't get it. I don't. I don't want to impose on you, uh, because I know how important you know your sovereignty is over there. So mm -hmm. we will sit back and <clears> let that happen <laughs> the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. This is really uh, awful situation in Brussels. Bomb blasts, uh, suicide bomb blasts rocked their airport, and a series of attacks that killed thirty four across the city. Unbelievable, and have injured uh, dozens of others. Um, apparently, it's a pretty gruesome scene there. Yeah, one hundred and seventy injured, supposedly mm -hmm. thirty four dead. Um, yeah. Two separate bombings happened about a little bit over an hour. Uh, apart was it three? I only saw two, I, the two. I thought it was three. Anyway, it was two separate attacks, right? With the three bombs in the attacks potentially. Anyway, um, one was at an airport. One was at a, um, a metro station. Um, uh, the metro station was uh, basically underneath where the EU has their big headquarters there. Um, mm. uh, very close to that, at least according to one of the reports on CNN this morning. Um, so I don't know if that was a particular target chosen for that reason or if it was just there happens to be a lot of people at that, at that station. Uh, the airport, uh, there was, uh, they had a manhunt going on, a massive manhunt to try to catch some of these people. They think it may have been related to this guy that they just caught who was one of the past, uh, Paris masterminds. Uh, so whether he was already planning this attack, some of the speculation is the attack was already being planned. But because this guy was caught, they moved all the plans up, fearing that he would, you know, break and tell uh, the authorities about this plan. So mm. they moved the plan up and just you know, executed it much quicker than they were initially planning on doing. Um, really, I mean, just terrible. And, I mean, you know, it's, it's sad because, you know, they had been warned. They were on high alert in Brussels because of this, thinking that there could be attack coming at any day. And there was, and they still couldn't stop it. I mean, yeah, that is, it's, it's frightening. In fact, uh, their prime minister, Charles Michel, said uh, what we feared has happened in this time of tragedy, this black moment for our country. I appeal to everyone to remain calm, but also show solidarity. Uh, so, yeah, really, really tough uh, situation. When you've allowed so many refugees and immigrants in from uh, Islamic countries, some of them are going to be uh, extremists. Some of them are going to be jihadists. Yeah, we don't know yet if this was tied to the refugee situation, although it's uh, certainly a, a decent bet. Mm -hmm. um, ISIS has taken responsibility for the attacks, which Did is they? somewhat new information, yeah, um, just uh, over the past couple of hours. Uh, again, that's not, 
Uh, not a surprise. Where else did you know this? It, certainly, that was everybody's first thought, and it does seem to be correct uh, today. And you wonder how many times they can do this to how many countries before people start getting serious about it. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, everyone. I mean, you know, our we're going to get a lesson about Islamophobia certainly at some point today. Um, you know, we're in the middle of embracing a dictator 90 miles off of our shores. Uh, we have mm -hmm. not. Um, you know, really stepped up and taken this uh, uh, this threat seriously. But, I mean, more than us, I mean, I'd like to, obviously it's easy to put the blame on uh, a president who you think does a bad job, but it's really, I mean, I, I'm surprised Europe has not stand up, stood up in a way that's a little bit more forceful. I mean, they've really dealt with this from the beginning. They're the ones dealing with the refugees. They're the ones who have had, you know, many specific ISIS attacks. While we had San Bernardino, that does seem like it was a related but somewhat lone wolf attack. Uh, in that it wasn't necessarily directed by a central organization. It was just people inspired by ISIS. At least that's the belief at the moment. Uh, where this, again, it seems to be a centralized uh, attack from ISIS. Mm -hmm. At some point, you've got to believe that these countries are going to say, screw this. You know, I mean, at what, how, how long do we let this go on? And uh, as of right now, the answer seems to be for as long as they want. You know, there doesn't seem yeah. to be that much force behind the words. A lot of, a lot of the words, but not much force. Yeah. Notice, by the way, we didn't get any uh, criticism of people leaving thoughts and prayers. You know, last time mm -hmm. in Paris, it was like everyone's like, "Oh, you just stop your thoughts and prayers, ban guns." Now oh, this is bombs. So mm -hmm. now, because it's not guns, we don't get that anymore. It's okay right. to give thoughts and prayers today because these were bombs, uh, who, you know, which are already banned, just like the guns that were already banned that they used on the last attacks so that were not legal guns. Yeah. But whatever, uh, you know, whatever. Right. Well, uh, uh, Donald Trump has suggested a, a nice pep talk would help. Well, um, I, you know, you'd be given a pep talk today. One of the biggest people don't realize this, but one <laughs> so, of the biggest ways to handle Islamic right? ter uh, terrorism uh, uh, is pep. Uh, pep. Yeah. If you uh, just if you had a pep rally. Oh my God. What if we had a national pep rally? Wouldn't that be great? That we got spirit. Yes, we do. We got spirit. How about you? And then the other side yells it back to us, <laughs> and then you see which side can yell it louder. You got a bunch of cheerleaders, you know, leading the, the, the cheers, and it would really be, I think it would well, get a lot of spirit going in the country. Just a quick idea. Maybe we put one side, uh, you know, a bunch of Americans, the other side ISIS, and okay. then we have a, a chant off. We got um, spirit. Yes, we, we do. do. We We've got, got spirit. spirit. How, How about, about you? you? And then ISIS would, would say it, and they probably have an accent, but they'd be able to get through it, I think. Right. Especially if you kind of, like, coached them on it a little bit. Yeah. See how loud they can get. Uh, if they can out, if they if they're louder than us, we do have to give them the country. If they want to even chant it in Arabic, I don't have necessarily a problem with that okay. because the, I think just the cadence would come to a kind of an end, and you'd know it's your turn now. <laughs> right, even right? if you don't know Arabic. <laughs> right, right. So. And they probably do know English, so they probably would probably be a big, a big situation for right. them. So I mean, that's that's kind of our proposal. Uh, it would make it a lot better if they did it in Arabic, though. You think it would be better? Yeah, yeah, it would be. It'd be, it'd be a lot better. It'd be really cool. All but right. I don't, you know. You see what you wanted in Arabic. I do. Got it. I, I noticed there's uh, uh, the I'm with stupid sign has been replaced. What? What? You see that? Already? See what? Jeffy again. You guys didn't notice that? Look at that. Oh, wow. Got Patton too. Oh, okay. Well, we'll <laughs> you got be Pat too. Pat too. Our director is saying uh, maybe it wasn't a good time for the I'm with stupid sign during the Brussels story. <laughs> so it's a pretty good, that's probably that's a pretty good thing. I don't know why. We went right, we went right from it to the Brussels. Why not stick with it? And no, I think I think he did the right thing. Actually, I think he actually did the right thing. I think it was the right transition. Why are you being mm -hmm. critical? Yeah, 
Why? I'm just saying mm. what happened. I'm just reporting what happened on this broadcast. All right. Do you going to believe a guy who stands in front of an I'm with stupid sign all day? <laughs> no, they're not, so never okay. mind. All right, good. Oh, there we go. That's, that looks better. For the terrorists, the aim apparently is to show they can terrorize, mobilize, and polarize with violence. Not so much about revenge, but simply demonstrating a continued capability. Uh, they may be down, they're saying, but they're not out. Despite the global vision of the extremist ideologues and the portrayal of groups such as Islamic State and Al-Qaeda as international, however, uh, the activism is fundamentally local, is what they're saying now uh, in, the, in Europe and in that, in that so again, region. they're saying not necessarily uh, centralized. Like they're not calling Syria and saying when should we attack. It's right. uh, sort of cells uh, going mm -hmm. on their own, uh, which is obviously harder to stop because you have less people talking to each other. I mean, you yeah. know, if the people, you know, a lot of times they don't have the training when they try it that way, and they, don't, you know, that's it becomes less likely to succeed. But still, it's harder to stop. Because any you know anybody can go and 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 go on the internet and find pl plans for a bomb and <clears throat> and go do these things. You're right, though. One of these days, uh, we, along with the European nations, are going to have to decide: Are we serious about eradicating this threat? Are we serious about killing these guys? And if so, let's go do it. Let's let's go do it, and let's do it the old-fashioned way, where you you just go in and you. You kill them, and you don't worry about uh, you know all the uh, little problems that are going to arise with the media that come up. Well, but a bomb went astray, and it landed on an aspirin factory. Nobody was there, but somebody could have been hurt. I mean, if you're going to kill the terrorists, there are going to be some. There's going to be some collateral damage, but. If we don't get serious about it, there's going to be a lot more than just collateral damage. There's going to be civilians dying all over the all over the planet here. So, what do you think that looks guys? like? What, what does that look like? What you're talking about? Uh, I think it's a full scale. I think it's air and land. It's troops, mm -hmm. tens tens of thousands. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, I know Trump was throwing around thirty thousand, and then said I think it's an overwhelming it, force, probably than bigger that? than thirty thousand. I, I I think you just you know, and if you don't do that. You send in special forces along the lines that uh, the Marcus Littrell was talking about, where he said, "Remove all the uh, all of the uh, restrictions from these guys. Just turn them loose and let them do their thing." And he thought that three hundred seals could go in there and take them out. I'd, I'd give that a shot, maybe before I try the overwhelming force. <laughs> right. yeah, why not? What's the doubt? I mean. The downside is much smaller yeah. than putting in hundreds of thousands of troops. Yes, it is. I mean, I, do, you, do you see it as a uh, sort of a more of a coalition-led thing where, like, maybe we're not the number one player for once? Maybe, maybe mm. it's you know, maybe it's another country that's leading the way. Yeah, or maybe there's an or equal participation from everybody. You know, us, Britain, France, I mean, Belgium. They've all got interest in it, right? Brussels has been hit. Paris has been hit. UK's Why wouldn't they? UK's been hit. Why wouldn't they participate? Because they were waiting for us to take care of it. Everybody's waiting Just for like us to take care of it. Like we always have, and now we yeah. ha we haven't because of the administration we have in the office right now. Although right. you know, I mean, I, I'm very hesitant uh, to get involved with another one of these. I am I too. Am. I, I am too. And it, it, you can only get involved if you're going to do it right. right. You're going to get in there. You're going to kill the enemy, and you're going to get out. But you just know. I mean, I just you know that's not going to happen. 
you know it. Well, I don't know it if it's Ted Cruz. Yeah, I mean, that's another I, I story. do believe he would do it right. I, I really do. So. I mean, if you don't, if you don't believe your guy's going to do it right, who, why are you voting for them? But, right. Uh, and, and I do believe Ted Cruz would give us the be- would give us the best chance. But it's still not, you know, it's still not that overwhelming old school way. I mean, right. you know, and, and you know, look, that's there's a lot of negatives to that too. Uh, but with this type of enemy, I mean, I don't know how you go a different way. You, you sort of have to go in there and, and just you know, overwhelming force and really do it. Yeah. And you know what? You're going to get beat up in the media like crazy. And you're going to look yep. like the worst and you're gonna have people to ignore in, the, in the world. And you're going to have to ignore and it. I'm sorry. Tough. We're, we're going to take care of this threat once and for all. And we're, we're tired of the attacks. We're tired of the bombings. We're, we're tired of the shootings. We're going to take care of this. We're tired of them uh, murdering Christians indiscriminately. We're tired of them Genocide. murdering other Muslims yeah. indiscriminately. And we're going to take care of this once and for all. I mean, unless you have that resolve, it's going to keep going. And it's probably going to get worse. 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Well, terrorist attack we're talking about today. There's always some sort of emergency in the news. I mean, we we haven't even been hit. When's the last time we were hit with a real hurricane? I mean, you know, Hurricane Sandy was a hurricane, but it stopped being a hurricane before it hit the shore. Yeah. Um, You know, look, there's natural disasters. There are uh, terrorist attacks. There's even things as simple as losing a job or um, having some sort of food um, uh, chain disruption. Uh, that's why we talk about My Patriot Supply all the time, because it's something you can do very mm. easily that's, that can get you through 95% of what could happen. Uh, you know, a four-week supply of food is what they're talking about now. We're talking about $99 for that. It's going to get you through four weeks. Or, I mean, unless you have a Jeffy in your household, you're talking about... One week uh, for four people is another way that, that looks. And uh, you, you know. do not want a food chain disruption. Uh, you do not want a food chain disruption. <laughs> I know I you don't. No, nobody wants that. But that's a. <laughs> I mean, we we are so capitalism is so awesome mm-hmm. that we don't even think well, about the possibility that, that you might go to a, a a store and there might not be food there. But I mean, that sort of stuff can happen. Yeah. And as I've mentioned before, it's, it has happened. Uh, in, in my experience, in Houston, it happened a few years ago during Hurricane Rita. And, I mean, the food store, the food was cleared out completely of the grocery stores. And nobody could get in or out because there was a huge traffic jam that lasted like three or four days before they finally got it cleared up. There were three million people trying to get out of town. And so there was no food in the, in the grocery stores. There was no food at the convenience. Everything closed. Everything closed. So we've had that disruption. It's not pleasant. It's, re- it's really weird. It feels apocalyptic. But anyway, with this, you'll be prepared, and you won't have to worry about emergency people like FEMA getting to you. You'll have the ability to take care of yourself. You get 140 servings of food, lasts up to 25 years. Just call them today. Talk to them about how to get free shipping. 888-411-5290. Call right now or online. At preparewiththeblaze.com. The experts at web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free.com or .net domain name for your new website powered by Verisign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215. Five zero four six 
888-727-BEX, Pat and Stu. Uh, everything's sexist. I don't know if you're aware of that yet, but everything, everything said about Hillary Clinton is sexist. You can't say anything about her without it being sexist. Just like you can't say anything about Barack Obama because it's racist. Right. That's it's right. the same tactic, just used with a different ist. It, it's a, I guess it's a good tactic because it seemed to work with Obama. So she's trying it now. Uh, the Washington Post recently gave a platform to a political science professor at uh, George Washington University to make a mountain out of a molehill regarding tweets critical of Hillary Clinton written by male pundits. Her uh, In her blog entry headline, Do gendered comments help or hurt Hillary Clinton? Uh, Kareen McConaughey, who apparently specializes in how political identities from party identification to race, gender, and ethnicity are formed and function in the American political system. Really? Is, is, is that actually your job, Pumpkin? Because... <laughs> See, that's uh, an pumpkin is an exact example of what she's talking about. It's okay? exactly what she's talking that's about. That's So she's tried to make a, an issue out of tweets by Fox News' uh, Britt Hume and uh, Joe Scarborough from MSNBC. I'm not sure how these tweets constitute gendered comments unless, uh, well, it's men who wrote them. But here's what Ms. McConaughey thinks these kinds of comments will actually do. They'll actually help. Hillary, because they play right into the Clinton style of running as a woman. Isn't that sexist? She's running as a woman? Does seem to be, doesn't mm -hmm. it? Um, but apparently comments, even a comment like telling Hillary to smile is uh, like a gendered comment. It's a, would you never say that about a man? He should smile more. Yeah, you know who I actually said that about was Marco Rubio. Yeah. Because uh, right. Rubio is a very serious guy and really has a really good handle on, on policy. And mm -hmm. um, I think at times he got, he was so serious that he, you know, his personality was sort of lost. And that was one of the things I liked about it when he started taking right. Trump on. Me too. Yeah, me too. You realize the guy's a funny guy. Really funny. Um, he actually could have been. Uh -huh. uh, you know, uh, I think a better candidate, but maybe because he was young and a first-term senator, thought that I need to make sure that everyone knows I'm serious, and I think maybe overplayed that hand. So, I mean, I think that can easily be said about male candidates, and is often. I mean, when you, when you, unless you have someone who really has a good personality, um, a lot of times guys come off as boring. Like we would, they would call them the, the typical boring old white guy. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's that person, and uh, so that's not a female. Uh, exclusive comment at all. And was it yesterday when we were saying uh, that when Hillary is called shrill or when people notice that she's screaming, um, she is shrill and she is screaming. So does that, I mean, unless you're saying that about all women who speak out. But it's not true. You but listen, it's not true. We listen don't to the we way. do that. To, nobody did that with, um, uh, what's her face, who ran? With the Republicans. Carly Fiorina. Carly Fiorina. No. Nobody said she was shrill because she's not. Yep. Uh, you know, I mean, think about, go to, uh, if you go to concerts uh, where female singers are pr performing, they're talking over large, loud audiences, and they're not shrill. Um, where Hillary Clinton, particularly when she gets in a situation where she's trying to yell over applause, yeah. she gets really shrill. Yeah, now, she does. I, look, it's just to the point where the tone of her voice is annoying. <laughs> that picture. Oh, God. Awesome. Uh, now, I mean, that is now the we've epitome come to, of shrill. We've come to find out now that she's, you know, suffering from cankle cough, so it's difficult to make fun of her <laughs> because it's a medical it's a, it's a condition. Medical condition yeah. That's a serious thing. Cankle cough is... Oh, my gosh. She's, uh, look how she's suffering with that. I mean, just hear it. Yeah. I don't know I feel, if that's I a feel real... bad for her every time she speaks. 
I'm sure that that's a real I thing. Think you were the physician uh, that discovered it, were you not? Thank you. Yeah. So, Dr. Jeffy. And he at least does try to play doctor all the time, whether he's actually a doctor or not. It's another, another story. And tell me she wasn't shrill when she did. And I didn't tell you that you disagree with this administration or any administration that we want to go to America. I mean, but that is a great example. Strong. It's yelling over a crowd that it's enthusiastically backing her. Yeah. It's actually worse. Like, when she's calm and having a normal conversation, like, she can come off as this that sort of Secretary of State Clinton, who was very popular, by the way. Mm -hmm. I mean, as bad as her policy was, and it was before the policy, you know, the, like, you didn't get the effects of the, the, the Clinton policy yet. Earlier on, when she was Secretary of State, she just comes off as a bureaucrat. Mm -hmm. You know, a, a, a non-threatening bureaucrat when she's calm and, and, and under control. When she gets in front of those audiences, and I'm sure, I am sure, her people are telling her that. I'm sure of it. We've seen much less of it this, this run than last run. Uh, don't yell over people. If they can't hear you, talk normally, and they will, they will quiet down mm -hmm. because they want to hear you. Mm -hmm. But when you try to yell over them, you realize that it just, it's just not effective from her. And from there's many people that it's not effective from. But she's one of them. I mean, it just doesn't work. We have mentioned uh, several times that we don't like it when Ted Cruz does it. Yeah, yeah that's true. Our, our own freaking favorite guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, he's not good when he gets screaming. Right, he's uh, not. He's not. It's, it doesn't work. The Some people can't do it. Some people can't. Uh, Obama pulls it off okay, I guess. It drives yep. me out of my mind, but a lot of people like it. Yeah, even Trump is fine at that. Trump he, is fine. I mean, you know, obviously Trump, more than any other candidate, is is built for television. The guy yeah. knows it. He knows how to yeah. work a camera. He know. I mean, he he's good at that. It's you know one of the things that I think people like about him. And when there when it's a when there's a loud audience, he's able to control it well. He comes in and out of it really well. Mm -hmm. He speaks in those breaks really well. I mean, he, you know, he's good at that. But his voice doesn't have that quality that changes into annoying as it gets louder. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Cruz does have that at some level, and Hillary has it as well. Yeah. So it's not sexist. It just is a, is a trait of certain people. Um, I, I didn't realize that uh, the whole ISIS thing had already been fixed uh, by Britain's later par Labor Party. They have suggested, uh, uh, finally, they've suggested a real solution to this problem. Okay. And it's too bad we haven't considered it sooner. But what we need to do with ISIS is not like we were discussing, sending troops there in overwhelming force or even 300 Navy SEALs, whatever. No. Okay. Sit down with them. Have a cup of tea. Let's discuss this rationally, all right? As, as uh, you know, considerate people. Hmm. As uh, people with culture. As people who enjoy tea. Kind of that negotiation where, like, I would say, uh, I don't want you to kill us. And then right. they would say, I want to kill all of you. Yeah. And I say, let's meet in the middle. You kill half of us. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. And, and, like and then I would say, no, I want oh. you all to die. And then I would say, okay, how about will you kill 75% of us? No, we want you all dead. How about you kill 87.5% of us? If the other 13 or 12.5% uh, join us. And become Muslims, that'd be fine. Or pay the tax. But otherwise... So you're willing, 87.5, you're, you're, you're willing to yes, talk we'll about that? Yes, we'll kill 87.5%. The other 12.5% can either convert or pay the jizya, the tax. And there we go. We and there you the go. Problem. And solved it over tea.
So I mean, look, did we, get, we didn't get everything too. that we wanted. You not know, everything. not everything. This is sort of no. an Iranian uh, nuclear deal <laughs> conversation. We didn't get everything we wanted, but we got. It's better than them killing all of us, right? To, in this 12 way, twelve and a half percent have a chance to live. Yeah, that's pretty good. Thank you. You're w you're welcome, America. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's kind of how it would go, I think. Uh, except oh for the fact gosh. that they would, they probably wouldn't be that rational. Uh, I don't think they would. No, but. Um, the woman responsible for this friendly invitation is actually a sitting member of the Labor Party's National Executive Committee, Christine Shawcroft. Uh, the Telegraph notes that Shawcroft is also a senior figure of the radical hard-left momentum activist group that has put its muscle behind uh, one of the British uh, candidates, Jeremy Corbyn. Um, Shawcroft believes it's time British soldiers put away their weapons and get the tea bags out. She said, I think we should bear in mind that having cups of tea might actually be the best kind of system of defense of, and national security that you could have. Wow. Uh-huh. It's hard to argue with that because it's so stupid. Yeah. You wouldn't even want to speak. No. I mean, I don't think, um, <laughs> it's unbelievable. If you put hot liquid in front of an ISIS member and sit down with them, they'll throw it your face. It's going to be hitting your face. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a good idea. No. If you're going to at least at least make it iced tea. Yeah. Maybe you get out of the room without it is, you know, without great burns on your face. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven back more patents do coming up. favorite clips from uh, Donald Trump uh, recently. Mm -hmm. uh, he was making the the APAC speech, and I would say he was. I would say he's giving his APAC speech, but in reality, it was not his speech. Someone wrote it for him. Um, like yeah, Jeff Sessions or one of those guys in, on his new foreign policy uh, expertise panel. Uh, because it was not only is, are there were multiple positions in there that he had never taken previously, but also uh, the idea that the language in there. It was not his language. You know how not Donald Trump talks. And he would yeah. break off and do some things. And that, by the way, when he would do the Trump things is when he was getting the actual applause. Um, because, he, you know, he would just jump off and do his little mm. Trumpisms. And people like that. He's obviously a popular uh, game show host. But when he would do his... Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> that was a nice little... It was a nice little dig. That was good. It was. It's not it was a good. dig. It's real. No, I know. He no, actually know. is a good talk show host or game show host. Uh, yes, so, he is. So he's a great game show host. People like his persona. <laughs> um, and so he uh, comes out, and he, he do, had some moments like that. But this is one uh, that I really liked uh, <laughs> because this is one. Oh, well, it's so true. You know, it's so true. First of all, it's so true. Oh, my gosh. But if it's true, what should the media do with this information? Watch this clip. My number one priority is to dismantle the disastrous deal with Iran. Opposite of what he said before. So he was keeping in place and trying to enforce yeah. it. Yep. And actually says that later in his speech. Gives a thumbs up to the crowd. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Look at him. I have so been in business a long time. I know deal making. Dude. And let me tell you, 
This deal is catastrophic for America, for Israel, and for the whole of the Middle East. I've studied this issue in great detail. I would say, actually, greater by far than anybody else. Now that's him. They laugh at it. They laugh. Yes, they oh, laugh. It's me. laughable. Believe, believe me. me. Now, that's an interesting and point. And it's a bad deal. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows. Everybody in there knows he hasn't studied that at all. I would say he hasn't. I let mean, alone more than anybody else. A hundred percent chance he hasn't read it. One hundred percent. Probably an eighty percent chance that he hasn't even read a detailed summary of it. What, what, like really detailed of what he would do. And this is why the media needs to take this. Next time he's in an interview, one of the sixty-two interviews he will do today, and someone says, "You said uh, that you studied the Iran deal more than anyone, right?" Tell me some of the specifics no, of it. I don't even think because then he'll. Because you're right. You, that would be a great way to go. You, he he'll try to avoid know. that. I think go to. All right, let's look at section uh, three. Uh, you know, uh, let's look at that part. What, what, what do you think about Section 3? Uh, you know, what do you think about uh, Chapter 4, Section 2? What do you think about uh, Roman numeral 7? Go through it. No Pick way. something. First no of all, he's not going to be able to know. And then no when he way. says, well, I don't remember it and I don't have it memorized. Okay, mm -hmm. here's basically what it says. What is your opinion on that? Without giving him enough context to figure it out in context, because what he will say is, look, the whole thing's bad. You know, look, the whole thing's bad. And if you say, oh, well, the nuclear uh, the fuselage uh, limitation, oh, well, look, uh, we shouldn't be giving them any of that. Like, that's not an analysis of the deal. Mm -hmm. He told you he knows it better than anyone. Test him on it. Make him prove that he knows it better than anyone, because obviously he does not. You know, no one will. No nope. one will. They won't. No they one's asked him of that. As, as far as I know, until recently, no one has even asked him about the accusations um, against uh, Lewandowski, the initial ones. They just, like, let him go. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Now, that's a very tabloid. Now, supposedly, thing. you know, first of all, he's been, he, they he did follow grabbed him Michelle yeah. Fields mm -hmm. and yanked her back. Mm -hmm. Then he grabbed that kid at the uh, protest with another guy. And Both then he did two guys been, grabbed and pulled. They asked about that with the spirit thing. That was one of the, uh, that when he said, oh, oh well, he's got been, a lot of spirit. Got a lot of spirit. Okay, so then... The allegation is that he's called female reporters the c-word. Yep. And I mean, you read this, and and it's been harassing them with late night sex calls. My you know, gosh, hitting on them. You know, not necessarily wow. phone sex, but hitting on them. And and the joke among female reporters is, if you get a call past 10 p.m., don't answer it from him because he's probably going to be drunk and hitting on you. I, it's un if this was anybody else. This was, was Trump or, or Kasich. Or, I mean, if this was Cruz or Kasich, they'd oh be out of the gosh. race right. just on this. And there's been so many things. Well, like the this. plagiarism is another example. Joe Biden's campaign was sunk oh, yeah. by right. accusations of plagiarism, yeah. even when his weren't nearly as bad as Trump's. Right. I mean, he wasn't nearly as bad. You know, he would just he did a speech and, and it, it, it was essentially a speech a guy in, in, in England did. Uh, but he would normally cite it and say, there's a great speech by a guy, Neil Kinnock in, in, in the U.K., this is what he says, um, where uh, Trump just lifted an entire op-ed from Ben Carson, put it in a newspaper. Now, I mean, again, it's just pathetic, uh, but it doesn't, it doesn't seem to matter. Um, and I think that that sort of stuff, I'm not surprised, doesn't matter that much with conserv you know, people who are Republicans. You know, you're like... You're going to find a way to think to justify this guy's behavior because uh, you're sick of the media just attacking.
That I kind of understand. Like, you know, for example, I'll give you a good example of me doing this, was when the accusations initially came up um, against Mark Sanford. Oh, he's, he's, he's with some, where the hell's wrong with the guy? Where is he? I don't know where he is. He's just missing. My instinct was, uh, come on. He's pro- I'm sure he's around. Right. If you didn't, sorry he hasn't, come, he hasn't kept in touch with you. Uh, mm-hmm. Relax. You know what I mean? And, and my first instinct was to think, and then they came out with that kind of weird Appalachian Trail excuse. And I remember thinking, like, well, I mean, I guess it's possible, right? Like, maybe he's, like, one of these outdoorsy guys that goes away for a couple of days. Carolina, I mean, that's right. All right, I mean, it could have happened. He was in Argentina or Venezuela. Yeah, and he was yeah. with his mistress Some eventually, place. we found out. But, I mean, my instinct in that situation was to think the media was unfairly attacking him because he was a conservative and he was a good governor. Yeah. Um, uh, but... Uh, that goes only so far, and part of the reason, first of all, when the facts do come out and you find out that he was with his mistress, that's when you're supposed to stop, right? You're supposed to say, okay, crap, we, we were wrong on this one, which the Trump people seem to have no ability to do. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, the, these sorts of attacks I thought would be, uh, or criticisms, that what I thought would be successful were the ones about policy, the guy that is, he's not conservative. Sanford was conservative. Right. Like his problems were never with policy. Mm-hmm. His problems were uh, his personal life. So uh, an accusation against personal life, I think a lot of times feels tabloidy and inauthentic coming from the media who doesn't care what anybody on the left does in their personal life. Uh, but when it comes to, you know, policy stuff, you'd think it would have an impact. It just doesn't seem to be part of the equation with these people. I mean, when you're it's not if, at all, hmm, if you're a Trump supporter, uh, it just doesn't seem to be part of the equation. No, and and um, and it, now these uh, the current national polls being done by uh, CNN or or, or ORC uh, don't look good uh, right now. National poll uh, from March seventeenth to the twentieth found that forty seven percent still support Trump, thirty one percent for Cruz, and seventeen Kasich. The New York Times CBS poll is even worse. Um, it has uh, Trump at forty six. Cruz 26, Kasich 20. I'm sorry, I don't buy those. It's not going to happen. No. Well, it didn't happen in the Pat poll. That did not happen in the Pat poll. Pat, Pat poll, poll shows says big wins tonight for Cruz in, in Utah, Utah and, and Arizona, Arizona. Which is a... And if that does happen, I think it changes the momentum of this thing. I actually do. I, I, I would agree with that. I, now, I think Arizona's <laughs> a long shot, in my personal opinion. Uh, yeah. Now, I don't have the, the data of the Pat poll right. in front of me, so I'm just winging it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that with the uh, with the um, with Utah, it does seem like Cruz is going to win. The, the issue in Utah is whether he's going to get to fifty percent or not. Um, yeah, most polls show him right around that number. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to get there in Utah. I do too. I um, think he'll he, surpass that. He has a ninety-eight percent chance of winning Utah, according to five thirty-eight dot com. And the um, Pat poll has him well over fifty percent. Yeah, I got him at about sixty. Which is pretty good. Um, pretty and, good. and actually, to uh, the 538 range has him at 58. Okay. That's what they're predicting. So that's reasonable. They're predicting. They're using the same algorithm. It's a different algorithm, I think, slightly, but it's, uh, they are <laughs> predicting 58 for Cruz, 30.3 for Kasich, and 9.9 for Trump. Wow. That's a real distant third. And see, that's the way this thing should be nationwide. Yes, agreed. <laughs> it sure should oh be. Oh, my gosh, man. This should have been over a long time ago for Ted Cruz. Um, by the way, Arizona, they have Donald Trump as a 91% chance 91? you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Cruz with a 9% chance. Their predicted projected wow. results are Cruz, or Trump 45, Cruz 34, no. Kasich 18. I just can't accept it. I can't accept that. Well, I mean, it goes against what the Pat poll 
It goes, because yes, it does. what the data has shown. It, it, it does. <laughs> it, it does. There's not a lot of polling, though. I mean, here, here's there the, isn't. The most recent poll, March 20th, um, had, uh, which is what? How long ago is that? That's two days ago. So I haven't even seen this one. This is Opinion Savvy, which is not a highly ranked pollster. However, uh, it has Trump 46, Cruz 33, K6 17. Uh, then you know, we talked about the Merrill poll, which had uh, Trump 31, Cruz 19, Kasich 10. And 40% undecided. And 40% so. undecided, which is not real, obviously. There's not 40% undecided. I mean, I don't think that number could possibly be that high. Um, but that is what they had. Uh, and, you know, so Cruz has, or Trump has had a pretty consistent lead there. Um, but, you know, we haven't seen much polling because there hasn't been much time with only mm-hmm. three people in the race. Mm-hmm. Um, 46, 33, 17. The thing that sucks about Arizona, of course, it's winner-take-all state. So even if he gets 42 and Cruz gets 38, it means nothing for Cruz. Yeah, the early voting is going to kill him. So, I mean, I really hope that he can uh, can pull that. I mean, look, I put all my faith in the pet poll at this point. That's <laughs> all we can do. Uh, that's all I can do. That's all we can do. Hope is Pat's just, right. Yeah, because if he won both states, I think that does change the momentum. I, oh, I, I, I think it would that. be huge. Now, yeah. let's just say, let's, let's, let's do pie in the sky for a minute, and he wins, and Cruz wins Arizona 41 to 40, mm-hmm. and, you know, 19 for Kasich. Um, if that were to happen, and he would get all those delegates, number one, the delegate total would, would close a lot. I think it was about... Almost 100. Oh, yeah, it's uh, right around 100. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, well, if he's yeah. over 50% yeah. in Utah, he gets them all. Yep. And then he gets them all winner-take-all in, in Arizona. So that would be almost 100 delegates. So let's say that were to happen, he were to get that, that would close the delegate count quite a bit. Yeah. Um, about almost Makes it about 100 again. Right. He, I think Trump would be about 100 yeah. ahead. Um but more importantly, it would be like, wait a minute, this new dynamic is showing that Ted Cruz is actually the favorite. Yeah. And once that starts feeding into itself, I think that really could switch things around. Yes. But again, you know, yes. I, I think the Arizona thing is going to be a tough climb. Obviously, you know, if, if it's true, he's, you know, it's 91 to 9. That means that one out of every 10 elections, Cruz would win if they ran the thing, you know, because they're running simulations of this all the time. And one mm-hmm. out of every 10 of simulations, Cruz is winning. So it's not impossible, but it's just unlikely. Um, at least by what we have polling-wise now. But it was unlikely, too, in... Um, in Kansas, Kansas, in Maine. Maine, um, It yeah. was unlikely that he would get that close in Louisiana. Right. Uh, he is, you know... He's Trump, defied the odds multiple times. There's nothing you could say that's been 100%. For example, not every closed election Trump has done badly. Not every Western state Trump has done badly. Uh, not uh, every uh, uh, Northeastern state um, Trump has done well. Right. And he lost in Maine. Yeah. Um, it, there hasn't been anything that's, that's rock solid. You can't say every single time this happens. Uh, but, you know, Cruz has done well in western states, generally speaking. Um, you know, Arizona, obviously, uh, shares a lot of demographic similarities to Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you hope that maybe there's a chance that uh, he could climb over that. I mean, you've got to win by one vote. Just yeah. got to win by one freaking vote. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Triple eight seven two seven back. More Pat and Stu coming up. Seven back. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, of course, a uh, big game tonight. Uh, everybody's uh, 
looking forward to is uh, BYU Creighton happening at the Marriott Center tonight as the Cougars battle of the quarterfinals of the NIT. BYU Creighton? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't pretend like you aren't aware. I actually saw the line on that game. Huge matchup. I'm going to pull it up here real quick. The, they are favored, BYU. Well, they better be at uh, home. By four. Favored by four. See? There you go. They can put some, uh, we'll lay some uh, money on that for you, Pat? Uh, no. Uh, Mm-mm. I wonder if BYU gets, considering no one, when you're on, if you were a fan of BYU, you probably are Mormon and you're not supposed to bet. I wonder if people right. bet on BYU a lot. That would be I like an interesting, that would be an interesting it. little quirk. Like, yeah, because they get no hometown advantage. Like, mm-hmm. maybe you should bet on BYU all the time because their odds are a little bit better because no one, <laughs> they were fans of BYU. That's true. Bet on them. That's a good point. I, I, hadn't I, even I was looking for mar- marketing, market inefficiencies here. Uh-huh. That's what I think do. you just found one. 888 back. Anyway, uh, the actual uh, thing that's going on is the NCAA March Madness Tournament. And uh, I guess it's been a pretty good tourney so far. There have been some uh, low seeds that have advanced. Some high seeds have been beaten already. And uh, one yep. of those seeds that got beaten the other day was Baylor. And so the post-game press conference was kind of fun. We wanted to uh, take a look at One of the uh, players was asked about being out-rebounded. Uh, Baylor got beat by Yale. Which, you know, Big up to upset. I mean, huge upset. Are they smart kids? Yes. Do they play great basketball at Yale? No. Uh, not as a rule. Although, I guess they're decent. You know, in Princeton, once in a while, has yeah. had some mm-hmm. decent teams. And they've advanced in the tournament a few times. And it's been okay a couple times. But uh, clearly, uh, this particular player, it's, uh, what's his name? Is it Prince? I don't know. You know, okay. A- anyway, here's, here's the question and answer. They yeah. have, they have you, more you, rebounds you, you said he got out-rebounded. I was surprised. You did. 36-32. How so, does Yale out-rebound Baylor? Um, you go up and grab the ball off the rim when it comes off. And then you grab it with two hands, and you come down with it, and that's considered a rebound. So they got more of those than we did. <laughs> Any more questions for these student athletes? Yeah, Torian Prince. Yeah, that is best. an awesome smart-ass answer. <laughs> I love smart-ass. that. <laughs> uh, you go up, and, and you grab the ball off the rim, and you grab it with two hands, and you come down with it. And that's considered, that's considered a, re- a rebound. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, they got more of those than we did. Oh. That's genius. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, a little He's rough. obviously a little miffed. And he, uh, it's kind of a stupid question, he, really. He was. Um, it was a little bit odd. Um, yeah. and it, but a good answer, I guess. Um, by the way, the, the other one, when we're talking about the tournament, uh, they're saying now that the game where Texas A&M came back down yeah. 12 points with 44 seconds left, uh, it was a one in three thousand chance. Oh, I believe that. that. One in three thousand, and uh, you almost I believe... never see somebody come back twelve points in forty seconds. That's that's tough to do. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever I've ever seen it. Um, yeah. So kind of amazing that they came all the way back. In fact, their chances of winning uh, were zero point zero four percent at that moment. Zero point zero four percent. Wow. In fact, when they had wow. cut the lead all the way to six. So they went from four, uh, from 12 to 6. They still had less than a 1% chance of winning. And they still came all the way back and won. I mean, that's amazing. Mm. It's amazing. Where Pat and Stu is on the way.
727 Uh Well, we uh, had our president of the United States go to Cuba for the first time in about 90 years. Oh, good. And it was, uh, it was a wonderful thing. Yeah, it's been beautiful so far. I, I, you know, he has been uh, pictured with big uh, photos and, and uh, uh, symbols of Che behind him. He's been pictured with the uh, head of Cuba, Raul Castro, holding his arm up. Oh, God. Like a marionette. Uh, like he's the one who controls him. He has said that uh, uh, he agrees with Castro on the human rights violations in America, uh, on like health care and uh, senior care and education. And he doesn't disagree with those. He doesn't disagree. What, what is wrong with what American president says that? Yeah, I don't disagree with him. He's right. We're really bad on all those things. Really <laughs> the one bad. thing, if he was also, if Raul Castro was giving ground on that and saying, yes, you know what, we have been too tough on political prisoners. We're looking to change that. He didn't do that at all. I love this one, though. <laughs> How great is this? As someone, well, that that someone, wasn't us, was it? No, it's just someone on Twitter uh, mm. saw yesterday. Um, because obviously Che, C-H-E, so D O U C H E. That's how brilliant is that? Really good. That's <laughs> now the arrow is hurtful. Really, the arrow good. is hurtful, but it does. Douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> that is really clever. It is really clever. That's Look clever. at how awful the. I can't get over how awful the building looks oh, in the yeah. background. I know. Well, it's you know, it's communism. It's communism. Um, so yeah, they've been uh, and actually they've been able. They've been using the. Uh, well, sanctions. That's why our country sucks sanctions right. for so mm -hmm. long. It would be interesting to see them with a communist government and freedom to mm -hmm. do whatever they want. They just happen to remain communist. See how well that improves. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it will improve. I mean, just the opening up a little bit will improve it because, you know, you start bringing Marriott's and everything else. Like There'll be jobs that pay more and, and tourism will help and there will be things that help. Um, and it's not fully open either. I mean, there's still... A lot of those restrictions still. Yeah, they exist. were asking him to, to remove the remaining restrictions, yeah. and he probably will. Probably will. He probably will. Mm -hmm. But uh, Raúl denied political prisoners yesterday. Here's a look at that. For you, President Castro, what did you say about political prisoners? Can you repeat uh, that question about political prisoners? Did you ask if we had political prisoners? Did you ask if we had political prisoners? I wanted to know if you have Cuban political prisoners and why you don't release them. Give me a list of the political prisoners and I will release them immediately. Just mention the list. What political prisoners? Give me a name or names. Or when after this meeting is over, you can give me a list of uh, political prisoners. And if we have those political prisoners, they will really be released before tonight ends. That would be great if he actually had a, f a few of the names. Well, I mean, the issue is they, I mean, they, believe me, I, in the Cuban community mm. in Miami will come up with a big list of names oh, for Oh, yeah. You. The issue oh, yes. is that they're going to say they're not political prisoners. Right. He doesn't call them political prisoners. They, and they're either dead mm. or they're, uh, they're uh, you know, they're criminals. Just, they, they're, they're just criminals. They're criminals, right. Uh, they broke the and law. And this is, this is why the, the like, I, in a way, and again, like, mm. I, the way Obama's handled this is obviously terrible. But if, if, if Raul Castro was saying, look, we've had an era where, you know, with my brother, where we were too strong sometimes on uh, people speaking out, and we want to change that. And we, so we agree with some of those criticisms, although they're not, uh, we don't agree to the scale that you guys are saying. 
And Obama, in a gesture of, uh, you know, give and take, says, hey, you know, look, you know, one of the things that he apologized for, because Raul Castro said there's too much money in your political system, and, and Obama said, yeah, yeah, there absolutely is. Like, you could say, look, yes, you know, is there too much money in influence in, in our political system? Well, you know, I've argued the same thing. So, I mean, we're both, we're, look, you're trying to draw, to draw together. But Castro gives no ground at all. He says he hasn't made any mistakes, that there's no political prisoners, mm-hmm. everything's fine, don't worry about it. Uh, and we're saying, well, yeah, absolutely, we're screwed up really bad. Lots of human rights problems with us. We suck really bad, really hard. Thanks, thank, thankfully, Raul's here to tell us where we were wrong. And then you have this moment uh, between the two of them, which was beautiful, uh, where he's holding up his arm like a marionette. I mean, that, what a disaster. What a disaster this guy is for this country. Um, they, I mean, this is really embarrassing. Really, sure really is. I, I really bad. Someone was posting this video yesterday saying, I can't remember who it was. It might have been Beckett Adams, who we've had on uh, the program before, but uh, that this is the moment he realized this was a bad idea. <laughs> like, this is the <laughs> moment where Obama's like, oh, crap, I shouldn't have done this trip. <laughs> it's like, that's the moment. <laughs> because it I, is. I don't know that he ever has that moment. I don't know he does. No. Either. I don't know that he, he does. does. It's not a, they're not optics, as they say, not good on this trip. No. They're Standing not. Standing in front of Chase really signs. Not. Uh, Not good. You know, we're apologizing. I mean, the media is going to praise him for no matter what he does there because they, you know, they want this so badly. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's pretty embarrassing. This is well, where, this is the, I mean, how, again, if you're Marco Rubio, you should have dropped out a month before you dropped out, right? But if you made it all the way to where you made it, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you wait until the Cuba trip happens, where you are the expert on the Cuba trip? I actually wish I was hearing a little bit more from right. Ted Cruz on this because Cruz is good on this issue as well. Marco Rubio is probably the best on this issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rubio destroyed Trump he in that sure last did. debate talking about Cuba. And when you talk about the depth of information, I mean, I, I don't care. Rubio should just be out there just talking about this. You can even forget about the election, but be hammering the president on this because he was so good and knew so many details. He's the guy mm-hmm. that could give you the political prisoners. Yeah, he he could give could. you the list on the spot. And, he uh, could give you some of them anyway. Yeah, and it would be nice, <clears throat> it would be nice for that to have happened. Meanwhile, uh, Castro urged the return of the illegally occupied Guantanamo Bay, uh, took shots at the U.S.'s political manipulation and double standards with respect to human rights, and its lack of universal health care and other social programs for its citizens. Now, the answer to that is, we're not a socialist country, Raul. We're, we're not socialist. So these are not human rights violations. These are things that our people take care of individually or as a family. Our, our corporations provide health care that, 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 that t- takes care of their employees we don't do that as a government because we're not socialist. We're not communist like you are. Right. Look where all of that has gotten you. You got this rat-infested dirtbag of a hellhole that you live in. That's what you have here yeah. because of this. Have you seen? We showed the picture, I think, yesterday. Maybe it was on the air. Uh, the picture, which is becoming a famous photo of this trip, which is the Air Force One flying over uh, Havana. Did we show that on the air yesterday? Maybe we could pull that up, Andrew, if you could, if you could get it. But what's interesting to look at is everyone looks at, wow, here's, here's this plane. It's just a few feet off the ground right before it lands, and it's landing um, in, this, in, in Havana for the first time. Wow. Look uh, at the uh, ground. Yeah. Look at what's happening below this yeah. plane. It is, they're all really terrible, bad. awful houses, awful cars. Cars from like the 19th, late 60s, 50s. 60s maybe. Yeah. I mean, that's what the whole island is, is built on because they couldn't get any cars in there that were any good. It's kind of an amazing thing, and, and it shows how bad communism is. I mean, the, the 
just this slight opening, if they can get this to happen for Cuba, will make such a difference. Look what it's done to China. I mean, China has completely changed the, the future of their country based on just embracing 20% of capitalism. Um, and you see what happens mm -hmm. when you embrace 0% of it, which has been Cuba for many years, and it's North Korea now. It's a complete and utter disaster. It, as uh, as uh, the online meme points out, it is uh, Earth hour for all hours. You know, when you're right. Earth hour, you turn all your lights off, that's what happens in North Korea all the time because no one has lights. Yeah. You know, no one has electricity to turn the lights on. It's, you know, it is a long-term problem uh, that can't be solved immediately, obviously, but it can be helped dramatically quickly by just opening the door a crack to capitalism. Did you celebrate Earth Hour this past weekend? I missed it. I, uh... I did turn all my lights okay, on for good. an hour. That, that's how I'm asking bright, if you celebrated. Full the dimmer all the way up. I had cars idling in the driveway, <laughs> fireplace on. We should Everything have done something was cranked. For that. Next year we should do something for that and actually mm -hmm. like come on and do Earth Hour and really like turn up all the music really loud and like really go for it. Refrigerators, now, freezers open, all mm -hmm. of it. We haven't missed Earth Day yet, have we? Earth Day is just in a couple weeks. Still coming. Okay. Yeah, April twenty second mm -hmm. is birthday, so we'll gotta, celebrate that in style. Of yeah, course. of course. We've got a really interesting. Uh, we've been doing these uh, radio series um, where. Uh, oh, here's the there here it is. is. Yeah, look at that. Look at this. Look what's happening on the bottom here. Oh, you you want to be living gosh, in these places? Man. You want to be living in those houses? You want to be going these driving those cars? cars? Those are seriously. Those are fifties, maybe, maybe. So. Yeah, mid early to mid fifties. Still running. Good yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible, but yes, they apparently are. Those are the last three cars on, on Cuba right And look there, at the so. dumpy little houses. I mean, this could have been just not a nice part of town. Yeah, I mean, it is close to the airport, obviously. It's not so that Got usually... Got all the power lines over those people's homes. That's a... Wow. That's tough. No, I mean, and this. I mean, look, if you, this was, uh, you know, Los Angeles, you might be able to say, well, it's really close to the airport. It's not a nice area. There are other nice areas. There's not... Yeah. I mean... You know, it's a lot of Cubas like that. Uh, and look, th this is what happens. You've been economically isolated for <clears throat> several decades. I mean, you're talking half a century, basically, mm -hmm. of isolation. You know, and everyone that wants, you know, Trump keeps talking about wanting uh, all these tariffs and everything and wants to, you know, uh, doesn't want to, doesn't like free trade. Well, free trade is the, is the main difference here. I mean, mm -hmm. free, being able to trade and get products cheaply from other countries when they're making them more cheaply. A lot of that is the benefit of free trade. You know, when you, when you have a, co a country that's able to make money and spend less of it on the necessities, which has been the case for a long time, as we've opened up free trade, look at what we spend on the necessities. It's dropped from 30% of people's salaries to like seven. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been a huge advantage for Americans over a long period of time. And can't, uh, Cuba has not enjoyed that. They've had to stick with trading with, you know, other communist countries and mainly keeping their... Uh, uh, their entire economy on the island, and that doesn't work very well. Well, it looks like uh, Silicon Valley is going to be following Obama to Cuba. Executives from several technology companies traveling with the U.S. president on his goodwill tour. And uh, they're introducing new business initiatives focused on the island. Uh, among the companies joining the Cuba parade this week are uh, Google parent company Alphabet, uh, Airbnb, PayPal, Priceline, uh, Stripe Inc. What is anybody know what Stripe Inc. is? It's the makers of Fruit Stripe gum. Okay. Uh, the one with the with the with the the zebra with the rainbow colored zebra. I think that's right, but okay. Pretty sure. Uh, and then Xerox. 
Cuba isn't likely to be a big well, revenue driver for any industry immediately. Uh, but the Cuban economy is the world's 67th largest, slightly smaller than Sri Lanka's. <laughs> uh, but bigger than Belarus. So, you know, uh, that's pretty big. Bigger than Belarus? I bet you didn't know that. I bet you didn't, didn't know Cuba's economy was bigger than Belarus's. It's amazing. Also, Carnival is about to send a U.S. Uh, ship into uh, Cuba. Uh, they got a official approval to send its first cruise ship to Cuba from the United States in half a century. I don't know why you'd want to, but they did. Well, they gave a few. Uh, Obama gave a big shout out to U.S. Air, who was scheduling uh, the first direct flights to Cuba from the United States, and they really? actually mentioned them by name. Wow. Which is, I mean, a nice little commercial for them, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was a lot of attention. If you're going, if you want to go to Cuba, you were watching that speech or that press conference. Um, and I don't know why you'd want to go to Cuba. Well, I mean, if you happen to be Cuban or have relatives there, that would be That'd be about the only, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, otherwise, a, what's there now? Now, in the 50s, it's, it was different. Yeah, it was amazing. Because it was, it was a great place yeah. to yep. live uh, and a great place to visit. It's still stuck there, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I, think part of it is, I think part of it would be just a general curiosity of what is a country that's, that, that you know, you, Americans haven't been able to go there. You get yeah. to check something out that you haven't been able to see. Plus, a country that's been kind of left in the past for 50 years, it would be interesting to see. Like, I, would, I would, wouldn't mind going there as a journalist to, like, see it and cover it. I think it would be an interesting, um, you know, uh, thing to do from that perspective. Mm -hmm. um, however, I probably would not come back. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least I wouldn't file any reports until I did come back. Um, but uh, so if, there's some interest there. I mean, I kind of wouldn't mind seeing it um, <clears throat> from just to see how bad it is. You know, but uh, it would be interesting. I, I don't know if I'd want to chance it though. Yeah, just to see how bad it is. It'd be like North Korea. It's a curiosity. I would love to go, but to North Korea, I don't but want to go I, bad enough to maybe be stuck there forever. Yeah, I mean, look at the guy who was the, the guy. The, look the at the college guy. student. Yeah, he he was going to take a poster off of a wall and give it to a friend of his mom's, and now he's been sentenced to fifteen years, 15 hard labor. years of hard labor in a labor camp. Uh, yeah, it's kind wow. of it's backed off my North Korea plans for a few years. <laughs> yeah, uh, that well, story. But Don't try to steal while you're there. And I know those are strong words coming from me. Because yeah, I would they teach are. the kid how to take the banner, to be honest with you. I mean, he, he did his, the video was, he was an idiot all by himself in this hallway. You need people around so you can't see that. Oh, did you actually see a video of him taking it? Yeah. Well, you can see him uh, uh, appear to take it down off the wall in this hotel hallway. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen that. Huh. Neither have I. I, I didn't, they, I mean, it's no. a poster. Yeah, it was part of their... Part of their trial footage, the, that is the entire hour that they spent in trial. Fifteen years for a freaking poster. That's that's pretty hardcore. That's pretty hardcore. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents too coming up. Uh, solar energy is now affordable. You know the the thing is, a lot of people think that conservatives aren't into solar energy, but hmm. we are big time if it's affordable, yeah. and it is now thanks to Go. We're all for uh, the free market uh, yes. coming up with uh, innovations uh, that improve the way we do things. It's what Cuba hasn't had for a really long time. Uh, and the United States does have it, and, and that's why solar power has improved by so, so much, thanks mm -hmm. to Go. Uh, you can increase the value of your home. You can save money at the same time. And Go is the, the company that can help you do it. Now, you might be thinking, well, how much is that going to cost to install? Because you've heard that solar panels are, you know, really expensive. No, they install for zero dollars out of your pocket. And then on top of that, you're going to save 20 to 30 percent on what you're currently paying 
to power your house. Yeah, 60,000 people have uh, figured this out. Their homes now have Go, and now they're saving money on their power. Uh, They have the best warranty in the industry, uh, and they are one of the biggest residential solar companies in America with over 60 local offices. So you don't have to worry about, you know, whether there's maintenance issues or whatever the issue is. You have somebody locally who can help you, you know, go through that process. Yeah, Go uh, is available. Find out if it's available in your area at GoSolarWithTheBlaze.com. GoSolarWithTheBlaze.com. And then fill out the form to get more information because it can't hurt to learn more about this incredible offer and find out about powering your home more affordably. With you know, Go Solar with the Blaze. You basically have a situation where, uh, you know, if you're, you, they're not going to lock you into anything. You go to the right. website, you fill out the information, you can find Try out it. if you're going to save money or not. If you aren't going to save money, then you don't go solar with the Blaze. Uh, if you are, uh-huh. then you do. It's very easy and very simple, and you just fill out the form, and they'll walk you through the entire process. It's GoSolarWithTheBlaze.com. GoSolarWithTheBlaze.com. Go there now. All right. Welcome back. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. Well, Jeffy, we have a story here. California girl removed from her foster family over her Native American heritage. It's very Wait, sad. What? Six-year-old California girl was removed from her longtime fam- uh, foster family on Monday and will be sent to live with extended family in Utah who share her Native American heritage. Peel's court said last week the girl was subject to removal from her fa- family's foster home in Santa Clarita, north of Los Angeles, under the Indian Child Welfare Act, mm-hmm. a federal law that seeks to keep oh. American Indian children with American Indian families. The child cried as Los Angeles so- social workers carried her from the home on Monday while dozens of supporters of the family lined the block to protest against the court's decision, the Los Angeles Daily News reported. This is amazing. I mean, this is a long time. It's the law. When do you, since when do you care about the law? That is not a concern of yours in any way. But, I mean, this is ridiculous. This is, we've seen these stories that happen uh, occasionally. A lot of times it happens with you know, homeschooling um, or um, a family that has certain religious beliefs. But when you have a situation like this where you're taking some, a child out of a happy home to put them with someone because of their race or, or uh, background. Yeah, their heritage. It's... I mean, in a way, it's it's sort of the reverse of racism, right? I mean, it's it's I mean, it's it's I mean, they call it re- reverse racism, but it's like in a way, like you're, they keep saying like, well, you're supposed to be colorblind, you're not supposed to make these things an issue. Here you are taking a, a happy child away from their family based on something like that. It's wrong. It's just flat out wrong. <laughs> it is. I mean, I think it pretty much is. Uh, the National Indian Child Welfare Association said in a statement. The girl's relocation to Utah was in her best interests. Huh. And her family was aware that, as a Native American child, her case was subject to the requirements of the ICWA. The only surprising turn of events is the lengths that the foster family has gone to, under the advice of an attorney with a long history of trying to overturn ICWA, to drag out litigation as long as possible, creating instability for the child in question. 
Los Angeles Times mm -hmm. reports the girl uh, visited relatives. She was living in Utah, and they also care for one of her sisters. I, I just, it's really disgusting. She's 1.56% Choctaw. <laughs> one, one, one 1.5%. That's the most important 1.56%, though, you have to yeah. say. Well, I mean, I guess it is, right? Yeah. Because that's why they removed her. Now, Jeffy, you're 1.56% Choctaw as well. Cherokee. Oh, Cherokee. Cherokee. Oh, no, that's right. You're the Cherokee, right? Cherokee. Uh, uh, yes, we're, all, we're both Cherokee people. Cherokee. Only takes a 16th. From the oh. Cherokee tribe. You only need a 16th to get on the rolls for the Cherokee Nation. What does that right. mean to get on the road? One and a half percent is not uh, No, it is not. No, it so. is not. So, I mean, we must have really wiped out the Choctaws. Yeah. It's only what, six, you have to get a six percent for that, right? And then that means yeah. what? You get pieces of the casinos or? You get it all. Yeah, you can live on the uh, reservation, get government money, government loans. Not that I ever checked into it. <laughs> Jeffy went through a long period of his life uh, before he came to work with us in which he was pretty much constantly focused on trying to get free money from the government. Now he just steals it from other people. Uh, but back then, that was your kind of your goal. Mm. Was, I looked for ways that would enhance my life where I didn't have to do anything. Yes. <laughs> You're looking for a way to make that sound good, but it never does. It never does. No, it doesn't. Uh, um, so have you seen, uh, I guess it was the, uh, I think it was yesterday, was the 10th birthday of Twitter. Um, and there's one uh, Twitter user who uh, has the most tweets, obviously. Uh, but the margin is pretty amazing. Uh, he has 37.8 million tweets. What? 37.8 million. I think second place... Wow. Is nine million or well, seven doing, million? Doing some tweeting though. Holy cow! Yeah, um, he's by far the service. Does it say? Did it break down how many times a day you have to tweet in order to get to thirty-seven million tweets? And how many? Fifteen thousand a day? It's something like that. Yeah. Fifteen thousand yeah. tweets a day? Yeah. Now it's it, the, how is that possible? Right. There's some automated thing yes. that's going on. If can we yeah. do we have pictures of any of the tweets because they're just nonsense most of them. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Here's, is he just trying for the record? Is that, is that like, what the deal is? I mean, it looks like from Jan... Yeah, here, here. I mean, this is... Uh, here is his account. Much of it, uh, obviously, <clears throat> in Japanese. Japanese person. Um, okay. But, yeah, the, a lot of them were just like a, a series of numbers. I guess he got on... When I was reading the article yesterday, it looks <clears throat> like he got on to... He had some sort of, like, third-party application that would tweet. And I guess you have a limit of 1,000 tweets a day or 2,500 tweets a day. Um, that you could do, they'll limit your your service. But the, because he had this third part, uh, third party thing doing it for him, somehow it got through some loophole. Do you have that that um, uh, chart we had up just a second ago? Can we look at that one more time? Because he really did most of the damage in a very short amount of time. Thirty six million of the tweets were sent between January twenty first to March first, two thousand twelve. So oh, wow. in just oh, over wow. a month, he sent thirty six million tweets. Now he was sending a lot of tweets. I mean, you know, he's sending a lot of tweets anyway. Um, but uh, he's in 36 million tweets in just that short period of time, really just over a month. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't tweet at all until 2012, right? I think maybe you just can't pick it up on that scale because it's, that's, uh, that's, I mean, that's, that first line is 10 million tweets. <laughs> so, man. And by the way, that first line would be more than anyone else has ever tweeted. Right. So he's, I mean, in that, he did 3.6 times or really about four times anybody else in, in one month. That's something else. Incredible. Do they have do they have stats for you know like normal people who haven't yeah, done? Yeah, that's a running totals on your. Yeah, we we do have the pat pat poll on that. The pat uh, poll. Pat has tweeted zero times. Zero times. Yes. 
You've tweeted a couple of times from the Patton Stew account. Yes. Um, at uh, Patton Stew, by the way. From my personal account? I've tweeted a total of zero times. By the way, I think the at Patton Stew account just hit a milestone of 50,000 followers. Wow. Did it really? Just Something we never talk about. We don't really talk about it that often, but we do huh. like that you tweet us there. We do check mm -hmm. it out. I have it on uh, I have one of those other um, programs that has uh, multiple streams of coming in, and the mm -hmm. at Patton Stew is right on there, so I see your tweets as they come in. Nice. Um, and Jeffy, uh, uh, I can't read, so... I mean, he doesn't. <laughs> I mean, he sees them, but he doesn't know what they say. Yeah, you just we just hit 50,000. Yeah, what, what do we got, Jeffy? Yeah. Uh, 50,038. 50,038. See? Nice. Pretty, that's kind of amazing. Um, and we've tweeted uh, 6,401 tweets. So each, each account does tell you exactly how many you've yeah. done. So. so, but what I would like to see is somebody who hasn't done some sort of electronic, right. automatic thing. Who's had the most? Who's had the most? Right. Just normal tweeting every day. Because, you know, probably, I mean, how many times piece. could you really tweet a day if you're actually just I mean, I, tweeting? And like actually coming times? up with... Oh, much more than that. I think you could probably do more than that. Plus, you know, I don't know if they were counting... They might be counting uh, the retweets, um, quoting the tweets. I mean, it's tough to do that. I mean, I tweet... I mean, you, you How often? Quite a, I mean, quite a bit. For a while, Glenn was really into it. And yes. then he, he likes to switch Facebook, to Facebook, yeah. and Facebook became He still thing. uses Twitter, but he and throws... And so I think now Twitter is like, pff, he doesn't even worry about it anymore. No, well, he, I, he uses Twitter to throw people to his Facebook page now. He, yeah. What is, uh, how many times have you tweeted, Jeffy? 20, a little over 23,000 <laughs> times. 23,000 really? from Jeffy? 23,000.5, according to Twitter. Wow, 23,000. Uh, how many, at, how uh, many have you done? 9,000. That's still quite a few. But I mean, nine thousand. I think I signed up, and does it say when you signed up? Yeah, it does I, on your on your uh, profile page. Uh, let's see. My I signed up in. Because I think I my, May two thousand nine. Yeah. Wow. May two thousand nine. We did that on the air, by the way. I remember doing it. Yeah. We were all trying to figure out what it was, um, and then Glenn, his first tweet was something about like fish, <laughs> something really <laughs> random. Um, but yeah, uh, I've uh, so at World of Stew, at Jeffy MRA, and uh, at Pat and Stew would be the places mm -hmm. to go and follow us there. And right, we cool. actually do tweet things there. Plus, you can thumb up me on Facebook now. Okay, so that I do. Um, I actually do. Yeah. That. Yep. So I do that as well, and so does Jeffy. And you um, can like him, thumb up me, and we, you know Jeffy can't read, so it doesn't matter. Triple eight seven two seven back. As we go to break, the last uh, the last tweet I have, uh -huh. um, Donald Trump from March third, two thousand sixteen. My hands. I've never heard of this. Talking about how people are attacking his hands. <laughs> uh, and then and on uh, uh, 321.16 to the Washington Post, nobody other than Graydon Carter years ago used to use that when it came to his hands. Huh. Wait, I thought he'd never heard of it. Huh. And yet, he had heard of it years right. ago. He knew it so well, he had the specific name of the person. Weird. Yeah. Welcome to Pat and Stu, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK, uh, from Nita Rama, and some presidential party tricks that uh, you might be interested in. Then again, maybe not. I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, are you interested in them? Oh. Jeffy? Presidential party tricks? Yeah, you're interested. I'm interested right? in any party tricks. All right. <laughs> uh, Abe Lincoln's Frat Boy Act in January 1833 
you know, quite a while, like decades before uh, he burdened, uh, he was burdened by the most devastating crisis in U.S. history. He couldn't stomach three square meals per day. 24-year-old Abraham Lincoln opened a grocery store in New Salem, Illinois, with his army buddy, William F. Berry. Aptly named Lincoln and Berry, the Emporium sold bacon, guns, and beeswax, uh, essentials for any homemaker. Plus, rum, whiskey, and brandy. The stockpile of tipple came in handy on the day Lincoln had to settle a financial dispute between an employee and a local gambler. According to biographer Carl Sandberg, Lincoln bet the gambler that he could lift a barrel of whiskey from the floor and hold it while he took a drink out of the uh, bunghole. Uh, if he failed, he'd give the gambler a fur hat. If he succeeded, the gambler got nothing. Abe then dropped uh, to a tactical squat position, lifted the barrel to his mouth, and basically uh, uh, performed what he said he was going to. Mm. Of course, the stunt came back to haunt him during the 1858 run for, for Senate. In a series of debates, Stephen Douglas exposed Abe's past life as a flourishing grocery keeper in the town of Salem <laughs> who could down more liquor than all the boys of the town put together. Setting a precedent for eons to come, Lincoln refuted the claim. Hmm. Wow. I mean, uh, hmm. I did not think of him as a, a big... Uh, I didn't either. I didn't um, either. Speaking of drinkers, FDR was uh, a drinker, um, and you could maybe tell that by some of his policies. Uh, but he uh, made really crappy martinis. In fact, m martinis that were so bad that no one uh, wanted to drink them. Many people, and this is recorded, say the president made the worst martinis I've ever tasted. Roosevelt's grandson, Curtis, told the History Channel in 2005. Plenty of people had a chance to try them as well. During the war, Roosevelt opened his liquor cabinets for guests nearly every night. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, what are you supposed to do, govern the country without being drunk? Uh, preferably yes. That's I would point. say yes to that, actually. Really? Uh, I would. Yeah, I would. I'm a little picky. Many people point. in Washington would disagree. <laughs> and yes. do disagree and do. nightly. Uh, I think John Boehner would disagree. Perhaps so. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Jackson's Animal House. Uh, Jackson's staff had planned a post-inauguration White House reception, but they mistakenly opened it to the public, and a thirsty mob quickly besieged the party. According to mortified Congressman James Hamilton Jr., thousands poured in one interrupted steam of mud and filth among the throngs, many fit subjects for the penitentiary. Uh, the riffraff darted for the kitchen with a collective eye on the waiters, pushing barrels of boozy orange punch. A few barrels tipped over and uh, spilled under the White House carpets and floors. Can you imagine something like this happening today at the White House, where they just invite accidentally everybody in Washington to come to the party? <laughs> no. Jeez. Secret Service would be a little upset about that. Uh, I think they would. Mm -hmm. few barrels tipped over, spilled. Uh, thousands of dollars worth of crystal in China were flung off serving trays. Fights broke out, and the president was nearly suffocated by a barrage of drunken constituents. Good golly. Of course, this is before, obviously, uh, before the days of the Secret Service. So they didn't have a lot of security. That's when Jackson's distressed kitchen staff came up with a brilliant idea. Uh, take the booze outside. According to biographer Robert Remini, all the windows were thrown open to provide additional exits for those anxious to keep up with the refreshments. The swarm followed the booze out the window, including the president. Mm. <laughs> the president went out the window as well to try to get at the booze. Oh, man, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> Um, now, I, uh, I don't have that uh, sort of uh, crazy love for uh, booze, but I do have it for donuts. 
And this is what's happening currently. And we don't need to go back to history for this one. Currently mm. happening in New York. Um, it's a restaurant called Queen's Comfort. And uh, there's a pretty long line waiting for a very special, delicious treat. Watch. Yes. And it really has become our trademark. I love you. <laughs> you Let's be sure to get out around one o'clock. The lines here are nuts. It's like a two-hour wait on a Saturday or oh something. Oh my gosh! It just makes me so happy when people say they love our donuts. We love then your donuts. Then make more. Yeah. Oh. Like a, a supply and demand issue. Now that two hour wait. Yeah. And they us. sell up every every weekend uh, by one o'clock. So you would think. I mean, I wonder what they're making. Um, you know, for a living, just selling a few donuts every weekend. Oh, more than a possibly? few if it's a two-hour wait. Well, yeah, but didn't she say? She there, said they make 80, eighty, right? It must be eighty varieties. I don't. I don't know. 80, she said they make four at a time. Yeah, but that's only twenty times they would make donuts. They, they wouldn't be. It wouldn't take a two-hour line to get rid of eighty. She didn't donuts. look like she was breaking a sweat. I mean, 80, could they make 80 varieties? Though? Yeah, they probably don't make them every day, but they probably have 80 different that they rotate in. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Dunkin' Donuts probably well, they have a normal one day. tiny little fryer. Yeah, but I mean, they're just you make hundreds of donuts in that. Maybe and you can't maybe. make 80. I can't, they can't have an entire business with a two-hour wait That's based on 80. That's what she said. Though yeah, varieties. Donuts. Let's watch that again. I want to yeah, see it again. Yeah, one more time. It's got to be varieties. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That looks good. The marshmallow oh thing. My God. Does that, how good does that look? Tremendous. They wait for hours for these donuts. <coughs> Two hours in line for a donut, man. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I don't care how good they are. I'm not doing that. Are you? Are you going to sit there for or stand in line for two hours? Oh, absolutely. Handmade by this husband and wife. I mean, there's, right where there's 20 on one sheet. Okay, look at. There's only three at a time they're making. They operate out of a tiny kitchen. Four at a time, and on a Saturday and Sunday, we make close to 80. See? Close to 80. Not 80 varieties. 80. It can't be 80 donuts. <laughs> I think, I think no, they make That's what she said. Maybe, donuts. I mean, maybe they do 80, 80 trips, so three or four husband. at a time, said, and they do 80 do the passes through the uh, fryer, right? So maybe that's 320 donuts. Maybe that's a more okay. right reasonable. Okay, okay. 80 passes through. 80, pa 80, 80, 80 fries. 80, right. right. That's a I lot give of you fries. That. And, I mean, that's a lot of times to go to the, the, fry the fryer. But you're taking them out, and then they're putting them on the, the tray, sense. and then they're decorating. That makes more sense than just 80. It yes. does, because if you do four at a time. It's still 320, that's though. It's not a lot of donuts. donuts. It's not a lot of donuts. It's not. Which is why they sell out it's at not. one. Maybe that's what, you know, maybe they need to work a little bit harder is what needs to happen. 
I mean, I, don't know, I think, but I'd love uh, to. guys, uh, show research trip. I mean, right. we got any of the answers to these questions. We can't just speculate. It's irresponsible. <laughs> I mean, if we go to New York, it would spend like 27 years of this show's budget. It would, it would, but it will just take some from. I from say, I say we Glenn's spend, budget. Yeah, there you right? go. I mean, just take, yeah, take we some Glenn's. Thirty years that'd be of this show's budget and hire someone to wait in line for us. <laughs> then bring yeah, the donuts back. Be yes, I like that. Yeah, I like that. I would like to try them, but not enough to wait two hours. No. Well, what you do though, and Jeffy, I think you would be on board with this. Is what you do is you go and you get, let's say, breakfast, right? And you fill up yeah, on this breakfast. Is dessert. And then you walk to the line. Right? Yeah. So right after you ate, or maybe you get breakfast and you bring it in line with you. So you're eating as you go through the line. Mm -hmm. Then, like, the second hour is like, okay, I just finished that huge meal. I need some dessert, but I don't need it right this second. And then by the time you get to the front of the line. But I gotta go. mean, if you're waiting for two hours, you're not buying two donuts. You're buying, like, three dozen donuts. See, that's the problem, yeah. though. That's why they sell out so fast. We might get up there and it's sold out. <laughs> I don't it, expert. It's <laughs> 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 a nice little change. I mean, it's there. true. That's a nice little change. You did ask for a change. You said you didn't <laughs> want the same thing up all the time, and they've taken they've taken you up on that. Apparently, it's uh, beautiful. See, they've already fulfilled your request. I know. So that's really that's good. Nice. Thank By you. the way, that, that change was six times our uh, yearly budget. <laughs> 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 so we won't be having anything. No, no donuts. No, no, the no donuts. donuts are, are out. Uh, Just for that, pa more patents yeah. oh, too coming up. Well, that's disappointing. <laughs> Breaking news about Donald Trump's hands. Um, he apparently went off for 773 words on his hands to the uh, Washington Post. Jeez. Thought we'd uh, give you a little taste of that. Um, he's uh, asked, first of all, um, just look back at the campaign. You're smart and you went to school, yet you were up there talking about your hands and the size of your private parts. And he says, no, 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 I'm not doing that. Then he's asked, do you, do you regret having engaged in that? And he said, no, I had to do it. So first he says, no, I am not doing that. Then he says, no, I had to do it. Here's his answer. Uh, no, I had to do it. Look, this guy, here's my hands. Now, I have my hands. I hear on The New Yorker a picture of my hands. He, he, what? He hears, he, he hears a picture of his hands? He hears a picture of his hands. Wow, he's got good, mm -hmm. good hearing. He I, heard a picture. He heard a picture of, of, the, of the hands. Of his uh -huh. hands. Wow, okay. A, a hand with little fingers coming out of a stem, like little. Look at my hands. They're fine. Nobody other than Graydon Carter years ago used to use that. My hands are normal hands. During a debate, he was losing, and he said, oh, he has small hands, and therefore, you know what that means. This was not me. This was Rubio that said he has small hands, and you know what that means. Okay, so he started it. So what I said a couple of days later, and what happened is, I was online shaking hands with supporters, and one of the supporters got up, and he said, Mr. Trump, you have strong hands. You have good-sized hands. And another one would say, you have great hands, Mr. Trump. I had no idea. I said, what do you mean? He said, I thought, this is, this is a presidential candidate, by the way. I'm quoting right now. 
He said, you've got great hands, Mr. Trump. I had no idea. I said, what do you mean? He said, I thought you were, like, deformed. I thought you had small hands. I had 50 people. Is that a correct statement? I mean, people were writing. How, I mean, people were writing? I mean, people were writing. How are Mr. Trump's hands? Hmm. My hands are fine. You know, my hands are normal. Slightly large, actually. In fact, I buy slightly smaller than the large glove, okay? Uh, okay. I buy slightly smaller... Then the large glove, okay. <laughs> Does that mean you're you've By got a medium, medium glove? I think that would be a medium. Yeah. Because there's a large and then there's a and medium. And then there's medium. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so you're no. saying you have medium hands, but he didn't want to say that. Right. So In fact, I buy slightly smaller than large, than I should say, I said incorrectly, the slightly smaller than the large glove. It is actually technically, in fact, I buy a slightly smaller than large glove, okay. No, but I did the. I guess he's answering something there. No, but I did this because everyone was saying to me, oh, your hands are very nice. They are normal. So Rubio in a debate said because he had nothing else to say, now I was hitting him pretty hard. He wanted to do his Don Rickles stuff, and it didn't work out. Obviously, it didn't work too well. But one of the things he said was he has these small hands, and therefore you know what that means. He has a small something else. You can look it up. I didn't say it. And then he is asked, but you chose to raise it. No, I chose to respond. I had no choice. I don't want people going around thinking I have a problem. I'm telling you, Ruth, I had so many people. I would say 25 to 30 people would tell me every time I'd shake people's hand. Oh, you have nice hands. Why shouldn't I? And by the way, saying that I solved the problem. Nobody questions. I even held up my hands and said, look, look at that hand. And by saying that, I solved the problem. Nobody questions. Everybody held my hand, and I said, look, look at that hand. I don't know if it was presidential, honestly, whether or not. He said, Donald Trump has small hands, and therefore he has something, he has a small something else. I didn't say that. All I did was when he failed, when he was failing, when he was, when Christian, when Christie made him look bad, I gave him the, a little recap, and I said, and I said, and I had this big, strong, powerful hand. Ready this to is grab the transcript. It. it almost sounds like it's not real. I swear to God I'm reading this word I've for got real. another thing. On, go ahead, finish uh, up. Yeah, let me finish this. It's almost done. Whether it was presidential or not, I can't oh, tell you. I can just say that he, what he said was a lie, and everybody, they wanted to do stories on my hands. <laughs> After I said that, they never did. And I held up my hand, and I showed the people my hand. You know, I've got a big audience. So, yeah, it's not a question of presidential. I didn't feel that I should respond. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But I felt I should respond because everyone was talking about it. May I just say that <laughs> my hands are small, I know, but they're not yours. They are my own. And I will not be broken. Wow. That's, a, that's impressive. Okay. Your teeth need to be fixed, though. No. Because of your jewel in this scenario. <laughs> uh, Jeffy, you had another paragraph. Uh, this is uh, Donald Trump in this Jules Washington teeth. Post. Jules teeth yes, Jules' teeth were yeah. very, she was known for really? having very, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember I think that. she did eventually get them fixed. Yes, she did. That was a weird song. I used to call people and say that because it was such a weird thing. Hi. You know, my hands are small, I know, but they're not yours. They are my own, and I will not be broken. That doesn't make any it. sense. I never really thought about no, it. No, it doesn't make sense. There's another that, there's another era of Jewel I kind of liked. Yeah, she was kind of like I kind of like that era. What was the other one? She had another one there. Uh, 
down too long or something like that. that I kind of yeah, I, I don't know. know. I don't remember. That's when she was first out of the backseat of the car, though, right? Before Wasn't she, she homeless? So yeah, she was homeless for a yeah. while or something. Yeah. All right. So what was your? Oh, uh, Trump on libel laws. Uh, what I would do. What I would do is I'd, well, right now the libel laws, I mean, I must tell you that the Hulk Hogan thing was a tremendous shock to me because not only of the amount and the fact that he had the victory, because for the most part, I think the libel laws almost don't exist in this country. You know, based on, based on everything I've seen and watched and everything else. And I just think that if the paper writes something wrong, media, when I say paper, I'm talking about media, I think that they can do a retraction if they're wrong. They should at least try to get it right. And if they don't do a retraction, they should, they should, you know, have a form of trial. I don't want to impede free press, by the way. The last thing I would do, the last thing I would want to do is that. But I mean, I can only speak for, I probably get more do I, I mean, you would know, do I get more publicity than any human being on earth? Okay, I mean, she kills me, this one. That's okay, nice woman. He was pointing at the reporter she was talking to. Douche. Oh, he was asking a question. Holy crap. By the way, Grand Nozzle. Come on, man. Of the Douche Hall of Fame. This guy is... Is this going to be your president Come of the on. United States? It's just this <laughs> illiterate buffoon. It's just incoherent. Who does 700 <laughs> words on his freaking hands. Because he's so psychotic, he can't stand <laughs> the fact that somebody said they were small. Like, oh, he really gives a rat. It anus. really does bother him. Oh, I mean, it's weird. Oh my gosh, it, it must be him. something that bothers him outside of this. Yeah. He's psycho. There's something wrong with him. There, there. Seriously, I mean, if they get into this guy's head, if psychologists or you know, after he dies and they're examining his brain, they will have years of material to pour over. <laughs> Uh, there's something really well, radically wrong. The there. best thing about it is, first of all, they're going to find out it's a good brain. And secondly, <laughs> when they open it up, they're going to find all the good words. So, all the they best words. Stuck, though, all the most they never came out of it. No. They all got stuck. Yeah, they're all stuck. Best words. But, shoot them off.